0: Hey, readers and writers!
1: Welcome to episode one hundred and two of Read and Write, where we're going to talk about new
0: projects. <laughs> I'm Jocelyn. I'm Deb, and this is our podcast about what we're reading, what we're writing, and everything else in between. <laughs> Deb, how you been? Oh, it's been a week. It's always every week. <laughs> I is know. E- a every week, and we're basically still my household. Uh, it's. Myself, my husband, and my two uh, toddlers, we have basically not broken lockdown. Like, mm. we work from home. The kids preschool from home. We live in this little bubble, and we have since <laughs> January 2020. So oh, every week God. is a week in lockdown.
1: Uh, I mean, we uh Oh, go ahead no go ahead oh we we recently bought a fire pit we have a very Ooh. small backyard but um with the fire pit and with the fact that um most of our friends and and ourselves included are most of the way vaccinated we are now allowing people to come over for distanced fire pit evenings distanced marshmallow
0: time yeah and <laughs> oh the
1: the gift of that to my mental health has been really lovely
0: we still haven't done that. We, um, By the way, a fire pit in toddlers is a scary no, situation.
1: That's, that's a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we actually broke out the fire pit. Uh, we had a really nice day a couple weeks ago, and we broke it out, and we did marshmallows and movie mm-hmm. outside. It was awesome, and then the next mm-hmm. day was, like, 43 or something. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> but we still haven't really broken our bubble. Like, mm-hmm. we've gone to the vaccination site, and – uh, my husband and I, we got our first vaccines, but that was the most really we've done. Occasionally mm. we go to the grocery store, but we're turning to good old hermits these days.
1: <laughs> so have you read or watched anything that's kept you company while, while in a severe
0: lockdown? You know, I started a really ambitious project um, a little while back of watching all of the Avengers movies in chronological wow. order. Not the oh, order wow. that they were released, but the order that the stories happen in chronological order. Mm-hmm. And... Right now, I am trying to get through the Age of Ultron. I never even touched it.
1: I was oh. like, "No, thank you,
0: ma'am. We, well, my husband and I, we 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 like Marvel movies. They're they're yeah. fun. We we usually mm-hmm. we, we, we used to go to the theaters to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we went to the theater. We saw this, and I don't remember thinking it was bad. And I'm not saying the movie's bad. I'm just saying I think I might be burnt out mm, on uh. Marvel movies. I'm I'm trying. Like I've tried it twice now to get started, and. I'm not even like a half hour in. I'm just no, I can't do this. Yeah. And then I pull up some fan fiction, some Marvel yeah. fan fiction. <laughs> Ironically, a Marvel itch. fan fiction. Um, I, I was it. like, <laughs> I I was sitting next to my husband, and I was trying to watch. He's like, you know what? I would rather read my Avengers fan fiction than watch this movie. <laughs> not against oh, the movie. It. I just I think I'm burnt out of like yeah. sitting there staring at a movie. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, that can that can definitely happen. I when you watch too many when you're staring at a screen for too long, and it, it happens when you're reading too. You know, if you do one activity for too long, it can just be too much. I've
0: never experienced it with reading. Just just to put that. Oh, out
1: there.
0: <laughs> oh, I've never got reading
1: burnout. Oh, I get it rarely. Have I mentioned rarely. I have
0: two toddlers and it's hard to find time to read? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You don't hit critical mass no. as often.
1: <laughs> well, if you're looking for something to kind of break things up, uh something that I've been really loving lately is the Ted Lasso show on Apple TV. Oh, yeah? And it it stars Jason Sudeikis and it is just it's in that family of very kind TV shows, you know, kind of okay. like Schitt's Creek or The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Everyone in it is just they're just nice. They're even when they're mean, they're nice. Even when they're like trying to ruin other people's lives, it's like not that big of a deal. It's still heartwarming somehow. Yeah. Oh man, it is just like a warm blanket. It really soothes the soul. And they're like quick, I think half-hour episodes. Um, and I think season 2 is coming out this summer. So I a quick plug for that. If anybody needs something to make them feel happy and alive,
0: I highly recommend Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Nice. I will I don't know, add that to my TV. My TV list is much longer than my book list because mm-hmm. I've just I'm not a big TV watcher. Mm. I don't I don't know what's up with me. I'm like my husband that's how he unwinds. He likes to watch some TV or you know, we we both play video games, but his, his main unwind is watching TV after work. I just, I can't do it. Like, I like my books. And I have no problem sitting next to him reading a book while he's watching TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just, I'm not a big TV watcher, so my list of things I need, people keep telling me I need to watch on TV just grows bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Because it takes me oh, so yeah. long to get through them. I totally I'm a, sympathize. <laughs> I'm also a, a chronic uh, first season person. Oh, you're I just... mean, our podcast is definitely season. about stories. I love stories. But the f- yes. I usually stop watching after the first, first season. Interesting. Interesting.
1: We'll have to, like, get into that sometime because <laughs> I bet we could – I bet there might be a correlation between first seasons and, like, first books in a series kind of deal. Possibly. That might be an interesting thing to talk about.
0: Yeah. Usually it's, like, I, I like where the characters where they are. And I'm so afraid they're going to f that up in the second season that yes. I can't bear to watch them in the second yeah. season make a bad decision. <laughs> I, yes, I get that totally. So that that's what I do, and I, I actually do that like sometimes in the middle of a TV show. Like, oh no 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 no, I can see where this is going. They're going to do something really stupid, and I stop watching.
1: Oh because yeah, because I can't yeah.
0: bear to watch them. It's self-preservation. Yeah, it sounds like, so no. dumb saying it out loud, but <laughs> yeah. that's the way my brain operates.
1: <laughs> no one can tell you how to consume your media. That's all up to you. Yep. <laughs> Um, so today's topic, we're going to chat about starting new projects, which we thought we were super clever to talk about this, um, because we are starting a new project with this podcast. And so, you're starting
0: new short stories, and yeah, I'm technically still starting three novels.
1: Of course, always <laughs> starting three novels. Because they're not done yet. I guess that means I'm no. starting them all the time. Constantly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know, like, how do you feel uh, when, what, I guess what, what gets you to start something new? Is, you know, do you really have to force
0: yourself, or? Oh no, I just... get plot bunnies all the damn time. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I buy little, tiny mini, like, Craft notebooks like these things are like three by four and like maybe mm. 15 pages or something. And I write down the plot bunny and I throw it in the drawer.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you don't forget, but it
0: doesn't consume it's there it gets it out of my system. Like, I have no problems. I have three novels going, I have no yes. problem starting <laughs> new projects. Clearly,
1: <laughs> you're just a machine, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> So yeah, I'm the same. I definitely, I'll get the, I'll get plot bunnies and I feel sometimes I get like overwhelmed with this idea and I'm like, that's it. That's what I want to
0: write. And I sit
1: down and I, I get going and, you know, I've mentioned before, I'm definitely a pantser. So if I feel inspired, if I'm feeling motivated, I just go with it. I just sit down and like let whatever is inside come out and then when I come up for air, however long after, I'll start to examine the damage and see what <laughs> I've done. And then usually I mean I try to I try to allow myself a lot of freedom in the beginning of starting new projects. And I'm specifically
0: talking about writing projects here. Right. I try to We're not to... talking about painting the bathroom. No. <laughs> oh, no. Which by <laughs> the way, I randomly did one day. I was like, I hate the color of my the master bathroom and I just painted the whole damn thing.
1: I thought my that husband only came down in like julia roberts rom-coms nope
0: my (laughs) husband came down at like 11 o'clock in the morning like the kids were like, the kids are with me. They're helping. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing down here? I'm like, I'm painting the bathroom. <laughs> he was like, okay. And then he slowly backed away. <laughs>
1: oh, I love that energy so much. I love it. And that's the energy that I take into new projects a lot of the time. Like I've, I've learned about myself that I really am someone who likes to just jump into things. Usually when it's a project for work or the house or something like this podcast, I will plan a lot more, you know, I will do my research and do mm-hmm. my due diligence. But when it comes to creative work, I try really hard to let go of that, because that's so much of the rest of my life. And my anxiety really kind of kind of dictates that. Right. And so creative work kind of will allow me to it's a relaxation. Yeah, absolutely. So I if I'm doing something new, I just like let it all go, let it all out, I ride that excitement, ride the wave, and I just, like, get kind of high off of it, you know, like, emotionally Uh pumped up. It feels amazing. And then once I get, like, a first draft or at least, like, a solid chunk, depending on what the project is, you know, if it's going to be novel length, then I probably won't write the entire first draft like this. I'll probably stop and start some planning eventually. But for, like, short stories or even scripts, like, I'll just go for it and, uh, and then I'll examine it afterwards. And it's really in the revision where things tighten up and where I might actually retroactively start an outline or mm-hmm. um, think more about like character development and things like that. So I don't know if I'd even call, if I'm starting a new writing project, I don't even know if I would call that first draft a first draft. It might be more like a 0. 0.5, you know, because I'm really okay. just trying to get to the emotion of it. It's
0: the version. And Dana then go version. from there. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I used to like well, since I have my th- three main projects that I like to work on, um, and I get plot bunnies. It feels like all the time, like just I don't know, random things happen, or you just think of something. Um, I like to get the plot bunny out, mm-hmm. like down on paper, so I can stop thinking about it.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And one time, um, several years ago now, um. I had this amazing idea. Retrovly, it was not a, like it was not an amazing idea. Like, but this you were
1: feeling it at the time. You were at, this, at the it. time.
0: It was great, but in <laughs> retrospect, it sucked.
1: Okay, mm, I cannot even tell you how many of those. Yeah, I,
0: have. I
1: think. Yeah, we all look back at our notes and we're like, right. oh, what, what the hell is that even talking about
0: here?" So I had what I thought was an amazing idea. It involved werewolves and this remote farm. Um, I mean, that sounds
1: good to me. Yeah. I mean,
0: (laughs) on the surface, yes, it does. Um, And I spent literally all night writing. Like, I didn't go to bed till the sun was coming up. And I had to go to work the next morning. Wow. Just filling up this notebook. And then the next day, I went back and I read it. I'm like, this is a piece of crap. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And it wasn't just
0: that I was, like, writing, like, in the fuel. Like, just, I thought I had to write the whole thing out. And I did. And it got it out of my system. It was a a really bad decision on my part to stay up all night and then have to go to work afterwards.
1: Yes. That's always painful. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. But eventually you get, like, a 17th wind and you're you're good and you're going (laughs) and everything's fine. Um, But, yeah, I remember being really proud that I did that, too, at the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, look at all this stuff I wrote. Why can't I write like this when I'm working on my novels?
1: Oh, I know. And then
0: I, I look back at it and I'm like, Nope. This, this is just, (laughs) this is not worth it. Yeah. No, it
1: did not work out. So did you learn anything from that experience? Like, do you feel that impulse to do that again? And if so, do you rein yourself in and try to take a
0: different approach? Since then, I've had two kids. I don't Mm. stay up all night Mm. anymore. Oh, absolutely not. I had to do that when they were, like, (laughs) babies, and I cannot do that anymore. Like, I'm the type of person that goes to bed at, like, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, same. I mean, That, that just isn't who I am anymore. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, uh, did I learn anything from that other than it was just a really stupid decision to do that on a work night? <laughs> I can't really say I, I did learn anything bad from that other than just, maybe, maybe yes, maybe I'll say I did learn something good of that. Because that is when I started condensing to these little tiny micro notebooks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And just getting the, the bare bones ideas down. Like, who the main characters are what the main plot area is what is this little scene that caught my idea mm-hmm. and not so the whole goddamn story away. exactly
1: right. yeah yeah that's interesting because i feel like um for the longest time the impulse to write was just like not there for me for many reasons and i just wasn't um i wasn't feeling inspired or motivated and then recently I started to get that old familiar feeling every once in a while That's where I nice, have an idea isn't it? To oh to it feels so good it feels so good and it feels like coming home too which is right. like honestly if I think about it too much it will make me cry <laughs> like I'm feeling <laughs> a little oh, emotional right now but um I will just and and I will preface this by saying I don't have children. And I I have, like, a little bit more flexibility when it comes to just how I move about my space and, and my life um, because of that. But I will just sit down and start writing. And I'm not sure, like, I get stuff on the page, you know, when that happens. And like right. I said, I, I ride the wave of my inspiration and my energy. But I don't, I'm wondering, and uh, this is also kind of like a question for you, when you are looking to start something new, or when you're in the earlier process of a new project, do you structure the time or the physical space that you're writing in? Do you kind of like prepare yourself for a writing session? And if you feel that that familiar, lovely feeling, like let's say earlier in the day, and you're like, I really want to write, do you then like, hold off for one reason or another you know we have jobs we have things that have to get done but do you like hold off and wait until you can prep your space and your time or do you find yourself like trying to start right away or wishing you
0: could start right away um I don't know I'm anal in the fact that I always have to prep my writing space like okay I need the notebook in a certain position I need the pencils in a certain position I'm not like super O C D about it, but I basically need a clean workspace but I need the my tools within reach. Mm-hmm. Which means decluttering, getting the toys off my desk that the kids have piled there up there or something. Yes. Um <laughs> I know, I keep coming back to the kids but it is a big deterrent when you're trying to write a something. Huge, yeah, a huge part of your life. Um and it's gotten to the point where I can only write during three periods of, of my day, but I find the time mm-hmm. when I want when I get that blush, like I need to write. Mm-hmm. Happens early in the morning, like mm. it's it's not afternoon yet. I have a coffee usually. Yes. Usually, a coffee is almost vital to writing. Um, oh yes, I, agree. I don't know why
1: I un- I don't understand it. I need a beverage all the time when I'm writing, and I, a, I prefer a warm beverage. Coffee. Even in the middle yeah. of
0: summer, I prefer a warm beverage. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why my brain connects those <laughs> two, but it does. But yeah, I have to, my writing space always has to be set up and preferably, and this is dumb, I like to have a candle going. Oh yes, I don't know why. Atmosphere. I know. I, like I said, I feel stupid saying this out loud, but yeah. No. Right now, I have a candle going because yeah. I like the atmosphere. Of yeah, it. I also have a candle going. Oh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> I don't feel so stupid now.
1: No, absolutely not. Big candle people. We're big candle people. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> oh, I love candles. I'm. I definitely purchase way more candles than are necessary but uh, you gotta have a candle on hand you, you never really know do. when the time mm-hmm. will call for the perfect you candle. don't know the
0: time when you need to write and you need a damn candle right away exactly yeah and, and I it can't be one candles. of the woodwicks ones because that's distracting
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> i have um there is this candle maker she's also she's actually also an author um she writes horror and she makes oh my candles. god what an amazing
0: idea you can make a candle that goes with your novel yeah i don't this think is she's... what my novel smells like that would be amazing <laughs> i don't think she's done one can for you imagine herself. that like author here's my book and here's the candle that goes with it It smells like the book it's a genius idea yeah oh my it's god a genius it totally idea.
1: Is. <laughs> But I, I will shout her out. Her, uh, her candle company is called Scent From Hell. Scent as in you smell it. And her name is Christy Demeester and she writes, she writes horror and she's amazing. Um, but she will do candles themed on different horror books and also horror movies. So I have purchased nice. a bunch
0: of these. Do you have and a shining candle?
1: No, actually, I don't know if she has one. She has so many different ones. I'm trying to think of the ones I have. I have a couple I one inspired a by the witch. I wonder what candle would smell like. That's the thing. It's so interesting to like, see what kind old of be seventies
0: carpet and Right?
1: Maybe some fir. wood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some pines.
0: Since yeah. They're up in the I mountain. I think we're getting the same Ela. idea. <laughs> How do you get the scent of blood in a candle, though?
1: Oh, that's a <laughs> well, it's well, it's like copper like smell. Copper. Yeah. yeah.
0: Probably. We should that. explore this idea yeah (laughs) another business venture between dead and jocelyn i know right
1: perfecting the scent of blood (laughs) oh my god um well i have another question for you actually um and this might be it might be like a curveball might be hard to think of but uh do you have can you think of a weirdest place that you have been hit with inspiration for a new project
0: did you have any like weird experiences? I can think of probably like half a dozen that happened mm. in college. Ooh, cool! Like specifically, like I was in um, an apartment with two roommates, one of who I had a really good relationship with, and the other one was like slowly souring relationship. Mm. Like it started out really good, and then by the end of the year, we both hated her. Oh yeah, that was it was happen. terrible because they were such a good friend. But I can remember. Um, I was going to a laundromat, um, like, off-campus laundromat, like, in the middle, like, this grimy, kind of awful laundromat. And I'm walking there. I'm like, I just got an idea about this, these crows. I should write this down. <laughs> so I didn't go to the laundromat. I went to the park and said, with my dirty laundry, mm-hmm. sat down on a bench and wrote out this little, That's like, amazing. four or five paragraphs about oh. these crows.
1: I love that. I love that. The image of you just sitting there with your dirty laundry, like (laughs) frantically (laughs) writing—that's incredible. That's better than mine. Oh, what's yours? The weirdest place I came up with an idea for a uh, for a story was at a baby shower, and that's not entirely strange. But the story idea I had was kind of strange, where it um, it involved a demon baby and the demon baby. I'm trying to remember now if
0: you came to my baby shower.
1: I did. I go to your. Ba- it wasn't yours. It was okay. my, it, it was my cousin's. <laughs> Had nothing. Sorry, Trish. Has nothing to do with your beautiful children, Patricia. But <laughs> just it hit me <laughs> that like, oh, it'd be interesting to be invited to your cousin's baby shower, and then it turns out your cousin is actually like birthing the spawn of Satan and wants to use you as the human sacrifice. Oh my goodness! The ritual, oh. and it was a horror comedy idea, and I, I have. Worked on that for, I'd worked on that idea for a long time and I'm still working on it. Nobody take it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, it was so weird because it was such a lovely, normal baby shower and like. There's you got nothing this really, really like
0: yeah, it's like idea messed out up idea, idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which is just how my brain works i guess. Yeah, that is
0: totally how your brain works. I can <laughs> I can totally call that from here. That is how your
1: brain works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone starting new projects like anything that you've learned Wait, over the um, years? Other, start
0: well, it depends on what we're talking about. Starting a project—are we talking about the plot bunny stage where you have lots of other ideas, or are you talking about seriously sitting down and starting a new project? We have to define that. Mm,
1: that is a re- that's good. I mean, whatever the way I, I think of it I'd is say like either—is
0: it a a romantic fling or is it a long term relationship?
1: Mm.
0: Because the the plot bunnies or the the, the flings—I mean, you know—it's like what everybody would say about like a new romance, like. Um, you just, you're obsessed with it. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's obsession. You have to, you have, you think about it. It's all you can think about. That's all you Mm -hmm. want to work on. Um, But eventually that fades away. Yes. And then you have mm-hmm. to decide, like, am I going to still work on this? And then the question is, how do you convince yourself to work on this?
1: Yes. I'm um, glad you brought that up because at some point it does have to transition from those excited feelings to uh, a job, discipline. Yeah. You you have to actually sit down and write a certain amount uh-huh. and kind of force yourself sometimes. No matter how much sometimes. you don't
0: want to do it. I mean, exactly. you still love your story, yeah. but you have to work at it. Exactly, and it's yeah. not always fun.
1: No, no. Sometimes it's really awful, actually, <laughs> and you have to like find those ways to stay motivated or stay excited. And like we, we've, we've already mentioned this. It's, we're on episode episode two. We've already mentioned this. I make it's episode one or two, me. Jocelyn. Oh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> 102, yes. Um, we're doing yeah. it college style. It's 102.
1: <laughs> we are. We're doing We're being official. Um, but, yeah, like, you find little ways to remind yourself why you're excited about it. And, mm-hmm. and you just, that's something you learn with time, I guess. Yeah.
0: And to be a little corny here, it is, like, a good long-term relationship. You do still have to be excited about it, at least mm-hmm. a little bit. And you still have to like it, even long-term. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yep. Yeah, for um, all of its faults and for all of the hell it puts you through.
0: Right. I, I've kind of gotten to the point where um, I'm working on my, my three. I feel like I keep saying I'm working on three. I work in a cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get bored of one, I move on to the other one. So I guess I have yeah. three long-term relationships going right now. Four if you count my husband. Um, but I've gotten to the point where sometimes it's hard to start a new story because I like my story.
1: And yeah. sometimes
0: it feels dumb, but the reason I started the stories I started is because I couldn't find the story that I wanted to read, so I decided to write it. Mm-hmm. That sounds hear that totally a lot. cliche, but, like, I was jonesing to read mm-hmm. this type of story, and I couldn't find it. Yeah. And then I got this idea in my head about what the story would be, and that's how it plays out. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that, I've heard that advice before. I've heard um, like very famous authors say versions of that. And I do, it might sound corny, but it's 100% true. You know, Mm -hmm. like if there's something out there that you want to see, if you think there's something missing, go for it. You know, maybe you're the person who's supposed to write that. and, And then, and you're the one, if it's something you want to see, you're the one who knows how to do it best. And I think that's a really valid, um, kind of bit of inspiration for folks thinking about starting a new project. And also um, this is also kind of like maybe corny or it's an old adage, but write what you know is something that I have come to embrace a lot more with age and experience and distance from writing. It it really is something that I have learned to um, I don't know, put my own spin on because it just it works, you know, and I, I feel like the the current project that I'm working on right now, it takes a little bit from both of those things. It's something I have never really seen before. And um, it's something that I know pretty deeply, at least the setting it's inspired by I know very deeply and is very important to me. And so I'm taking those things and, and putting them together those two kind of Bits of wisdom and it's working really well for me. So Good. you know, people are like trying find to find something that works. Project, yeah, exactly, and and it's really like refreshing because when I was younger, I was really inspired by other media that I was consuming, which is not a bad thing. And we've right. mentioned the power of fan fiction and how important that's been for yes. writing. I still yeah. read fan fiction. Yeah, and and that's very important, and everybody should have fun with fan fiction. But I was trying to mimic other people's writing and I was mm. trying to chase trends because this is something that happens. Like I've mentioned, I went I went to film school and this is something that happened in film school, like something that was kind of like put into our brains. And that was horrible for me. It was horrible for my writing. It stunted everything and it just... It didn't allow my own voice to come through. I wasn't able to even figure out what my voice was. And every new project I started felt tired immediately because it was just a carbon copy of something that had already happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like those old adages that people say all the time, they sound hokey, but they're they're real. They
0: work. Yeah, I totally agree about getting wrapped up and then finding your own voice. It's super important.
1: Yeah. hmm
0: Speaking of finding our own voices, we do need to start wrapping this up and give our <laughs> weekly recommendations. <laughs> Yay. So I'm gonna go first this week. Go for it. Um, my recommendation this week is one that I read fairly recently and actually it kind of it reminds me of what you were saying about you were getting wrapped up in losing your voice and trying to mm. mimic other people's voices. I read this mm-hmm. book and I noticed my writing voice shifted. And I actually had to take a break from reading the book and writing to wow. get it back I know wow. it was such a good book like this is another book that I just kind of think think about it's um A Memory Called Empire um is Arcady Martin um Martine I think it actually might be Martine I might have mispronounced that really excellent it's sci-fi um it's uh, I think the start of a trilogy I think the second book might be out now or it's coming out very soon um totally engrossing like it was sci-fi in a way that I hadn't read it before. Um, it put it put a different spin on it. It's about um, uh, basically like a sci-fi kind of bumpkin from the space station going to this very vast empire and being the ambassador to that vast empire. And it's about oh, the clash wow. of cultures and how this character somehow sparked something within this old, is called a memory called Empire. Like the Empire is so old, it just remembers being an empire, I guess. But mm. really, really, really good. I 1,000% recommend it. Um, like I said, it was so good, it altered my writing style.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I, I'm so excited. I'm going to look for this in my library and check it out. It sounds really good.
0: <laughs> it was really good. All right, so what do you got?
1: My recommendation is also one I read recently. It actually came out recently, I think, um, in April of 2020. It's called Ooh. Goddess of Filth by V. Castro. has a very intense title. Goddess yeah. of Filth is very intense. But the title is actually um, the English translation of the name of an Aztec goddess that is a character in this book. Okay, so, this book is a combination of The Exorcist and The Craft. So okay. it's, yeah, it's really interesting. It is a possession story told um, from the perspective of these uh, Chicana teens who are graduating high school, thinking about the future, not really sure what is in store for them. And it's like this tight-knit group of young women. And one of them gets possessed by an ancient Aztec
0: goddess. The goddess of filth.
1: The goddess of filth. I'm not going to try and pronounce her um, hotel name because it is difficult. Okay. Um, but V. Castro, I really, I really love her writing. I've read a couple of her things. Um, she primarily is a horror author and she herself is Chicana and she really writes from that perspective. That is very important to her in her writing and it is Absolutely. Awesome right where you know yes yeah exactly and sense of place is very important for her too um this takes place in texas and just the level of control that v castro has with her writing she's just able to just work the smallest things and change character and influence scenes just like at the drop of a dime it's it's really incredible her reading her writing is is a true pleasure and this book felt really empowering because um it's it's really about justice for people's, whose voices aren't heard and especially for young Chicana women and it just um that came through so strongly in her writing so that felt very inspiring to read as not just a lover of horror and a lover of reading but also a writer i really found inspiration in that
0: wow i have to step up my recommendation game your recommendations <laughs> are so much better they're so more in depth i'm like this was a cool sci-fi book <laughs> i think a lot about these some of these books so i just think about something that i loved and i want somebody else to read which is basically all i put into it is i love this book like i couldn't put it down
1: yeah except when i had to me yeah i got one more yeah
0: (laughs) exactly Okay. So as usual, we're going to put all our notes and examples in the show notes in case you're interested in anything we mentioned. Um, these books, this awesome book recommendation that Jocelyn just did. Um, <laughs> all the books we're going to link. Um, as usual, you can find us on readandwritepodcast.com or on all the social networks, same name. And that's it for this week. Catch us next week when we're going to talk about... Books that became more. Ooh, sounds so exciting. Until then, stay safe. Keep reading. Keep writing. And go do what you do best. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And that's it. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate Read & Write on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, drop me a line. I'm always open to suggestions. Also, did you know that Read & Write publishes three episodes a week? Check out the podcast's YouTube channel for Write With Me Monday's live streams and 30-second book reviews on Fridays.